Hi, and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. This is going to be a real, this is a real landmark episode for us. This yeah, is I'm be... using, <laughs> I finally selected the good microphone, apparently for like, when, when we want to say like a year and a half, I've been recording with just my, com- I've had a $100 microphone <laughs> and have been recording just have never been using computer it. mic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the software that we use to record the podcast uh does not like it doesn't default it defaults to the uh to the computer microphone um but i had a revelation last last time we recorded while editing the episode and i was just like g chatted amanda i'm like question it's like i'm i'm watching the the audio as it like records the line and it's picking up everything it's picking it up. You can see the levels. $100 can buy you a lot when you actually use it. <laughs> we, all right, this is the first episode we've done where we're both using the microphones that we have. It's fitting that I'm going to have to edit it because I'm going to be like, well, I can clearly hear like your shirt rustling, Amanda, and all these other things, but. I was going to say, I mean, I was, we were talking before we started and uh, I just thought it would be funny if we did. And it still <laughs> sounds exactly the same, but I think it's going to sound better. I think you're finally going to hear boob tube the way it was meant to be heard. Yeah. Um, and then once we put this on vinyl, like mm-hmm. it's really going to come alive. Yeah. It's when we when we when we release. Um, yeah. Just the back catalog. When we release for the, one for the half of heads. an episode on side A. <laughs> Yeah, and the other half on side B, the collector's editions <laughs> for our fans. Yeah, fifty what records. Put, what if they put podcasts out? <laughs> vinyl? One million podcasts. It would single handedly revive. I've got you know. the. I have the complete New York Times Daily podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need on all vinyl. Three thousand twenty-eight, two hundred eighty-nine uh, episodes of the Daily. Um, oh. oh, also, so like speaking of podcasts that are in great abundance, the BBC World News podcast. Um, so the other day, like the, the the episode they released last night, Nick Miles, the host, um, was talking about impeachment because um, we're writing to you from a post-impeachment announcement land. Um, and um apparently nick miles and then i like listened to it he did he was like and if you're wondering about those two past presidents that have been impeached that was of course richard nixon and bill clinton which is hilarious because that's not true and isn't there yeah there was who else it was uh andrew johnson andrew jackson right yeah yeah, yeah, johnson yeah Yeah. oh Um, johnson okay yeah not to be confused with the other white dude in the 1800s True. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's very funny. And our friend Amy also, she was the first one to notice this. She listened to it before me. And she texted me today because in the follow up episode, I guess the next host um, corrected it and it was a woman. So Amy just texted me and just said a woman had to apologize for Nick Miles's mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's delightful. Anyway, that's just a fun little little uh anecdote of the week um the great thing about having a podcast hosted by two women is that no one can ever correct us even though people do even though patrick did (laughs) yeah yeah we're just gonna hey patrick 
Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just want to give everyone an update also about one thing. Um, I think we all saw this coming. God damn but it, Sarah. I'm a succession person now. I watch succession. Guess what? It's good. <laughs> I. It's fun. You know, I, like, want to be part of the zeitgeist because everyone's just like, oh, are you a cousin Greg? And I'm just like, I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But but then I also don't. It's pretty fun, though. It's like, you know, here's the thing. It's a show that, see, I think that I was avoiding it both because I didn't think that it would be, um, I didn't think it looked like that much fun. Fun. It just seemed like kind of dour and like, okay, a bunch of people screaming about money. Yeah. It is a bunch of people screaming about money, but um, it's actually about, like, there's a lot there and it's is just- Is it about I humanity, mean, Sarah? Uh, I would say no. The, the 1% <laughs> of not, humanity? No. It's not about humanity at all. But um, this is not a show that is uh, meant to speak to everyone. But I do think that uh, it is, you know, it's just like a delicious soap opera. You know, I mean, it's like I heard it described as I think this was by um, Ira Madison from uh, the Keep It podcast. I think he described it as dynasty written by straight people. And uh, I think that that is correct. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's a show that looks very highbrow, but is actually pretty lowbrow uh you know it's just a delicious soap opera and it's pretty fun also it's a clearly a searing indictment of you know this kind of wealth i mean these people are you know this is not this is not good um but yeah it's happened i kind of love i've just been like just downing it like it's going out of style like just it's fun. It's a fun watch. So well, I'm not saying that you're definitely going to get into it, but maybe you I'm do. not. I'm not. No, not. I know. Now you're at not this me. point, it's you a have actual convictions. Pride. Yeah, you have actual convictions. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I also just am stubborn. I'm... I know. Amanda, you're stubborn. <laughs> I don't know if anyone here has met Amanda, but... Uh, I will not stubborn? watch that show simply because I once said I wouldn't. <laughs> 37 years from now. I don't care how many people whose tastes and opinions it's one more I respect Emmys tell than me any to give show. a shot to something I might enjoy. I refuse. Um, uh, this is well, just totally out of character, and I don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, but like, so the other of Succession, it won an Emmy, didn't it? It did win an. Uh, it won a. It won the the Emmy for writing in a drama. Was, I I like just looked at the list. Yeah, it's I mean the the uh, creator of the show won the Emmy. I believe it was for oh writing. the writer Jesse Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. He um, won writing for a drama series. Yeah, the writing's great. The writing is mm-hmm. freaking great. I'm actually surprised that it wasn't nominated for more um, in terms of the actors, but I think next year. Next year. For sure. Well, this um, year they had to give everything to Game of Thrones, so there wasn't much room. Well, Game of Thrones didn't actually win that much. Well, they won Best, best they won, Drama, which is hilarious. It did. It won the main prize, which everyone is like, okay. Um, like, it didn't hilarious. win. It's kind of like when, an, when a, you know, like it's kind of like a green book, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's like not, but it's sort of it, where it doesn't win anything else. But then yeah. it wins. It Well, Mahershala Ali and then and Peter Dinklage won, you know? So it's kind of like... We got to give it to it, I guess, but yeah. it wasn't good. 
And there are four Game of Thrones nominees in the supporting actress in a drama series category. That was that was wild. I was actually so I forgot the show was on until it had been on for ninety minutes, <laughs> um, and then I turned it on. I turned it on actually as Michelle Williams was accepting her award for Fosse Verdon, and she had the most bomb acceptance speech. Um, what did, wait, which, did she win for Best Actress in a Limited she, Series? She did. She won, deservedly so, I think. Um, well, I'm just she glad had that they didn't nominate... speech. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't nominate Big Little Lies again for a um, limited series. That would have been well, it'll hilarious. Be, well, this season wasn't uh, eligible, but next year this season would be eligible. But it didn't oh, it win wasn't anything. eligible? Yeah, the, cur- the last season was i think maybe it wasn't it may have aired too late last year i think well, maybe I just, it did well i just feel like i got my point was just that they can't get away with now saying it was a limited series oh right totally yes but, <laughs> but if they do season. get nominated next year i will light Lose something it. on fire well you know what's a shame is that words mean something people. i you know we both loved um sharp objects and that just kind of aired at the wrong time yeah you know that by this year it's like people have kind of forgotten about it even though it was really good yeah and so it didn't really benefit you kind of need the zeit a little bit of that zeitgeistiness like people need to be sort of like oh yeah i mean it's just yeah it's except- all I don't want to say Although, political, that makes it sound like it matters more than it does, but it does, yeah. It Although, then you political. have, again, these wins for Ozark. I saw that, like, what Nobody the cares actual... about. Which, like, you know, and I'm kind of like, God, we, like, I'm, I'm talking about how, like, Who's talking... Ozark sleeping with? Well, honestly, who is Jason Bateman, like? You know, <laughs> like, real. Jason Bateman won best, like, he won a directing He won best director. For... Ozark. But that was the wild thing about that Game of Thrones category with four Game of Thrones actresses and then uh, Julia Garner, who um, yeah, who was so well, she was in uh, The Americans. She was who uh, was she? She's the young girl who Philip has to seduce to get the recorded, you know, when he plants. Oh, the daughter of like the, the NSA person. Yeah, yeah. And so he, uh, Philip has to get close to her to plant the listening devices in their oh house. Oh my gosh, yeah. And she was so good. I mean, she's really good. She's a great actress. Yeah. Um, she was also on the show that I watched last year on Netflix, um, the one with Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Wow, that's offensive. Um, How Emma dare Stone, you? <laughs> Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Um, oh right! I forget the I'm just blanking on the name, but yeah. she was great. She was great in that too. She's a great actress, but I don't think anyone saw that. I mean, then, so she's on Ozark, I guess. I, should, I guess she's on Tom. My husband is the only person I know I've ever met who watches that show. <laughs> my mom doesn't watch that show, and my mom watches everything. <laughs> like that is a, also a searing indictment. Um, uh. Just who like. Some that is like someone. Isn't it on like its Emmy fifth voters. season or something wild? Truly, like uh, it, it wild, wild. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, oh, and someone told me something interesting. I think it was again our friend Amy that uh, two of the actors, I think Gwendolyn Christie and Lena Headey. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure G- Gwendolyn Christie, and I think the other one was Lena Headey. Um, 
HBO did not submit their names for nomination, so they submitted themselves and then got nominated. So that's why it's so stacked. But I guess they oh, were like trying to limit how many, but then none of them got it anyway. So interesting. I that was interesting. I can definitely see how they like canceled each other out. I just think of. it's crazy because as someone who did watch two, are, are episodes, none of these people lead actresses? Like, well, no, because there's so many characters. Yeah, Sarah, that like, and then the fact that this. The season only had seven episodes. Right. And so all of these people that are nominated for Best Actors probably got a total of, like, 20-minute screen time. I mean, don't quote me on that. I don't know. But it's really minimal because they spend, like, they spent all their money on just these insane, stupid, darkly lit battle scenes. So, <laughs> like, it's just, it just shows you how, you know, meaningless, I don't know. Oh, complete change of subject. Yes. Did you did you see uh, Jenny McCarthy's interview with uh, um, Christina Applegate on the red carpet? Okay, no. And I saw a bunch of people talking about this, and now and I I meant <laughs> I kept meaning to watch it. Apparently, so Christina Applegate, Christina Applegate was nominated for uh, yeah the yeah. show we liked for Dead to uh, Me. Dead to Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was really good, and we both liked that show. Yes, definitely. Um. So, Christina Applegate is, like, 47, I think. And Jenny McCarthy, known idiot, is 46. <laughs> and known anti-vaxxing idiot. And known anti-vaxxer idiot. And yeah. she, Jenny McCarthy is giving this interview, and she's like, she clearly has no idea what she's talking about. She's like, oh, this is your first nomination, or... Um, and she's like, well, I was nominated for... And then she names, like, a series from, like, 2008. I can't remember. And then... Um, and then oh, I think she's gotten she says, a guest. I think she's, yeah, she's probably been nominated for guest actor. I think maybe on Friends, actually. There was some series she had, um, like in 2008, like okay. has like Sue in it. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Uh, anyway. But she's been nominated before. She yeah. has been nominated before. And, um, oh, Samantha Who. Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, right? It's like yeah, a, okay. it was on for a couple seasons, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Then Jenny McCarthy also says at one point, like, this is so excited because I, she's like, I grew up watching you. I always wanted to be you. Jenny McCarthy said that. Oh, yeah. Jenny McCarthy said that, which is hilarious she, because she she's has a to year be, younger. Right. <laughs> so she has to be like the same age. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like, why does this woman have a job? Like, she should be disqualified from having... So she's doing, like, a red job. carpet coverage for Fox. Okay, cool. Amazing. Or maybe not for Fox, or maybe for E! or something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch this. I think it I definitely for, yeah. I definitely well, saw a bunch of, like, we stand Christina Applegate, like, you know, in, 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 pertaining to that. Uh, yes. Anyway, pertaining to Christina that Applegate interview. handled it really well. <laughs> I need to watch that. Um, well, I mean, the big story of the night, though. I mean, our true yeah, triumph let's, let's here. Yeah, let's talk about the boob tube. Uh, you know, Fleabag and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know, Getting we called weak. it, we had the the name of that one episode was, is Fleabag the best show of 2019? And like, clearly it is. I um, mean, it won an award. I didn't, but I didn't think, I, I absolutely think that, but like, I still did not think there was any chance. I think that, the, I thought there was a chance that Fleabag could beat the, sh- the Veep in the, in the category, the show category, but I was like, absolutely no way in hell they're not giving the Emmy to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, How many times has she won it? I think she's won it like five times. Nah, I want to say bad. like four she's or wonderful, five times. She's wonderful. She's great. But she's I... also won it for Elaine Bennis uh, multiple times. So she's won a 
bunch yeah. of Emmys, I think. Um, yeah. But still, you know, and I mean, I think that probably, like, my guess is, like, you know, that has something to do with the fact that we have already, to me, I'm like, you've already re- rewarded Veep several times, and, like, there isn't going to be any more Fleabag, so, like, this yeah. is sort of your only chance to honor it. Though that logic never works with, like, it other doesn't. shows. It doesn't. Exactly. Totally. They reward terrible shows all the time. You know, like, yeah. I don't, not that Veep, and I really liked Veep's last season. Um, yeah, not really that good. not that Veep is is terrible at all. Like, yeah, I just do feel like it's it's won a bunch of awards. We sort of honored it already, and, and yeah. Fleabag is just like I've never seen anything like quite like that before. So yeah, and there's definitely not going to be more according to Phoebe Waller Bridge. So maybe she'll go back on it. Who knows? But yeah. and then Phoebe Waller Bridge, uh, yeah, beats Julia Louis Dreyfus for Best Actress in a Comedy. Like just triumphant for her also a really sweet moment when Jodie Comer won for Killing Eve and of course uh you know Phoebe Waller-Bridge basically kind of you know brought the character of yeah. uh, Villanelle to you know adapt really the character Phoebe's uh, night. from the from the books um and and when when Jodie Comer won uh for that role you just Phoebe Waller-Bridge stands up and it just you know is like she kind of it's just looking over at her with such pride Aww. and uh just she's just clearly so thrilled jody comer That's i'm so, so happy great. for her god what a great performance um that's really awesome billy porter for pose amazing yes i thought about you when i yep. saw that love billy porter totally deserved he's so good um and that's wonderful the other Chernobyl one. I liked Chernobyl, even though a lot of people really did not like Chernobyl. I mean, seems kind um, of like a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I don't think that it was better than like Sharp Objects, um, but you know, it's yeah, good. yeah. Um, but it was you know still good. And then the other one I was really happy about was um, one of the actors from When They See Us, Jarell Jerome. Yeah, um, that was good. I'm glad that got something. Yeah, I that show was great. Um, and he, two of the actors were nominated. Both of them were really good. He, uh, I do think in particular. Yeah, I'm really really happy i think also the actual central park five i think they were there and were like honored in some way oh, again really? i missed about 90 minutes for the sh- of the show so i wow. can't verify that but um sorry that was the, like an owen wilson wow the show was apparently terrible <laughs> the parts that i saw were bad <laughs> um yeah really lowest rated emmys ever i mean i just don't think you know you used to have a lot of like, the Emmys used to rate pretty big, I think, you know, in the 90s and stuff. You had a lot of shows that everyone watched. You just Who had hosted a... it? I, you know, I think, like, Ellen has hosted it. No, I but think. now. This year. Think Who John... hosted it? Oh, this year. No one hosted it. No host. Well... They pulled in Oscars. And apparently did not work at all. Like, huh. really didn't work. Um, Interesting. You had Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 was like sort of making cracking jokes throughout the whole thing. He was sort of a constant presence. Why but... not just say he's the host? This is so weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would like want him as a host. I think that it probably suffers from the same problem as the Oscars. And I wonder if this is it, where people just get so much shit if they 
you know, if you're if you don't do a good job, you yeah. know, there's just like so much online discourse now that people are kind of afraid of it. I can I mean, see that I wouldn't being part of it. No, you know, but like, I don't know if you've got some stuff to promote, if you're like, I don't know. We just don't have a lot of all around, you know, entertainers anymore. I don't know. You know, but no, no host. They didn't pull it off as well as the Oscars. Not good. But, you know, like, I think that I can't see the Emmys. I wonder if the Emmys are like, I just wonder how long they're going to keep putting the Emmys even as a broadcast. I just don't see... You're never going to get these viewers back because there aren't these shows. There's too much television. There aren't shows that everyone watches anymore. Like, they, you sort of had that with Game of Thrones. You think that's the issue, though? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, there's... Well, part of it is, of, of course, a huge part of it is also the erosion of viewers on broadcast television generally and that people don't watch a lot of st- live stuff yeah aside from sports generally of course those are big factors too but i think a big part of it really is like the emmys used to do big numbers and i do think that a big part of that is like there were shows that 20 30 million people watched you know and now we j- and like so it was fun to see stuff rewarded because we all knew all of the shows like but yeah, I don't even don't know, though, if that. that's it, because I don't think, like, I am I guess I'm thinking about it in terms of, like, well, what's the difference between the Emmys and the Oscars? Because, yes, Oscars viewership has declined also from my died. understanding, but yeah. but it does it, it has the same sort of cash, or has a different sort of cachet, where people are, like, they host Oscars parties, they watch it, like, you know, with friends, they place bets on it, and and it's... If we're living in the golden age of television, and there's so much, just as there's so many movies, I mean, not everyone is watching the same movies. True, but I think that once you have the nominated movies, then you do have at least a cohort. And of course, the Emmy, the Oscars. Well, then maybe they don't hype the is, Emmy nominees as much. Too. I, I don't think they do. You know, you know, I, I don't think they do. I think HBO stuff, yes. But like, you know, I think that again, like I, most, a lot of the nominated shows aren't even on network television anymore. And I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of these shows do get big pushes from the networks or companies that aired them, but um, it's like mostly for your consideration push it. You know, it's like for people who are going to vote. I don't really think it's, you know, I just don't think, or it's like easy, you know, once you have a cohort of nominated movies, it's easy to just go watch them if you are, if you're like into the Oscars, you know, you just go spend a couple hours watching movies, but you're not going to like go watch, if you've never heard of Ozark, you're not going to like go watch it, the whole show, because now it's nominated, you know, I just think it's, I think a lot of it is the fracturing of television even though there's more television than ever and it is a golden age it just makes it harder for a show like this that's trying to award all of it or reward all of it Mm -hmm. like i don't know that's kind of my thought on it but well you know i hear what you're saying i respect it (laughs) i i don't disagree yeah i need to give it some more thought okay we'll come back to you next year (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so when the Emmys are canceled, have forgot right. <laughs> like huh. we're moving the Emmys to Hulu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I actually wouldn't be surprised by that at all. 
So what we're watching? Things yeah, we're let's watching. talk. Let's talk to about actual TV we watched since I did not watch the Emmys. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> but it's okay. You watched a bunch of things that were involved. Um, so I watched. Well, I watched a bunch of Succession, honestly. But um, the non-Succession. I watched a lot of TV actually for the last couple of weeks. Um, Sarah. No. Well, again, totally out of character. <laughs> Amanda, stubborn, Sarah, does nothing but watch a bunch of (laughs) esoteric television? Get out of here. Um, So I watched a show called Couples Therapy, which, I don't know, again, something, if you know me at all, I love, like, advice columns, and I love... I love... Advice columns are so good. I love advice columns. I love, you know, things, like, where people are in search of advice for weird problems and also the process of figuring out how to, you know, um, address those problems. And so Couples Therapy aimed squarely at me. It's a show on Showtime. It's... Um, you got to stop watching Showtime. I know. I'm in a show. What's weird is that, like, I can't... They've Showtime got you. never has anything that I'm interested in. Right. And then this year it's had a bunch of stuff. Um, this show is fascinating. I loved it. Um, okay, so it's not as good as going to actual therapy yourself, probably. But if you can't afford it, I mean, I'm just saying, if you can't afford it and you need some either individual therapy or a couples therapy, honestly, you could do a lot worse than just watching this show. (laughs) Um, so it, it's about a real therapist and four real couples that she's treating over a period of a few months. Um, the I watched the whole show. I'm sorry, wait. Is like, it's reality? It's reality, although it's shot very... Okay, so it, it's shot in a way okay, that is so... Can I ask so... how this is legal? Like, or... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, the couples are... They were cast. They auditioned. Um, you know, I mean, they didn't audition. Like, they weren't reading lines because it's all real. But they... Oh, okay. You know, they met with producers. And, you know, so it's like... They're like, we're super fucked up. Please let us be on this show. <laughs> so it's interesting because I watched the whole thing not actually knowing that it was real because it's really beautifully shot. It's not shot like handheld. It's not... It doesn't look like a reality show and i 100 percent thought oh wow they, this is really smart they used a lot of these must be it's set in new york i was like these must just be like kind of new york theater people because i don't recognize any of them and and if i was to recognize any of them it would they're totally, not hot enough for tv honestly no i was like wow they're really going for realism here that's awesome <laughs> yeah. oh, okay i was making a joke you said it i didn't mean that Okay, but I, no, I actually had that thought. You know, it's okay, like they just okay, look like yeah. real people. They look like real people. But yeah, also, yeah, there's yeah. one guy who's super hot and he's a huge asshole. But um, <laughs> okay, so it is a reality show. So it is a reality show, exactly. And that's when I knew it was real. <laughs> um, so they are cast. You know, they they're totally in on it. Um, but it, um, you know, and I think the the impetus for like the couples to do it of course i don't know exactly what it is because they get into some you know pretty deep personal stuff but you know not wouldn't be my choice to have it air on showtime but you know they were kind of saying i think their their thought process you know part of their thought process was being interested in destigmatizing therapies particularly for 
uh, men who are often more reluctant to go to therapy than women. Uh, why would why would men go to therapy if they can just talk to women? It, it, if they can just have women solve all their problems, why yeah. why bother? Why bother? Truly, indeed. Um, and so the and the therapist is real. Um, and I think the way they shot this show because it, we wouldn't you would get it. It wouldn't be like a really I think authentic experience. Like they get they also get several months of free therapy out of it they're not you know they're not paying for the therapy so i think that was also you know like okay so why would you want to do this this. i mean truly those are the things i can think of is like i did read that yeah they were they were sort of part of the thought process for at least one couple was were interested in in sort of destigmatizing the the therapy you know the idea of therapy but i mean that's noble and everything but why do you want other people to watch you do it i think that's weird it's i again wouldn't be my choice but it's so well done and i think the cameras were kind of you know the cameras are they don't want to take them out of it by having cameramen like in the room while they're doing therapy so the cameras are kind of positioned like sort of in the walls um the teddy bears yeah so they can't like see them you know and and i read an interview with the creator of the shows like you know my goal was to have you know, these people come to their appointment, they go in the room, they do the whole session, they leave without ever interacting with a single person involved in the production. You know, this should just be like they're going to therapy. Um, and the, the therapist is this uh, woman, uh, Dr. Gralnik. Um, I think her name is Orna Gralnik. She's fucking brilliant. Uh, she's incredible. And what's so interesting also about it is that so Every episode is just like 25, 26 minutes. They're short, but we spend time with each couple. And then we also get these sort of snippets um, of their lives at home. Uh, there's no speaking during. The only parts that involve speaking are, are just in the sessions. Um, but we see kind of like little kind of wordless B-roll of them at home, which is sort of interesting um, just to see them, how they, you know, interact outside uh, of of the sessions, and then we also see the therapist, Dr. Gronick, with her clinical advisor, um, meeting with her clinical advisor, and she uh, they go through the they kind of talk about what she's dealing with with the couples, um, you know, which I it's something I don't really ever think about is you know how therapists have to spend all day with people who are dealing with a lot of trauma, who are, you know, just, it's a lot to just do nothing but deal with other people's problems all day long. And and you kind of, in those meetings with her advisor, you sort of get to see how psychotherapy works, you know, kind of her thought processes and how she kind of wrangles with their problems, what she kind of thinks about things to say to them next time, and also her, her processing other people's you know trauma which is really difficult i was thinking how much is put on the notion of couple you know and as a couples therapist i'm like i believe in it i believe that ultimately it's a good thing for most people mm-hmm. not for everyone but but i'm also kind of aware of the limit of how much it can deliver Another person will never be what you're fantasizing them to be. Yeah. The fantasy is always going to, at some point, exceed what's there. Yeah. And then there's a fight. And it's got nothing to do with how I feel or how we are or, or anything. It's like, 
and it's always about what he has to do. And I'm so fed up. God, I don't know why you're yelling, and I don't know because why Because it's so fucking so frustrating. I am never, ever, ever, ever okay, going to we Austin. Got it. No, we didn't, because you won't let me talk. Oh my God, fuck you. You just said that I have to follow you down every dark path because I trust you and I believe in you. And if no, I, I trust you, yeah, you did. Am I to never do anything because I've said no to you for this thing? That's what it feels like. It's ridiculous. I feel like I have a lot of power over them. So that's a little scary, like yeah. the amount of responsibility I have there. Our job is to deepen their understanding of their dilemma mm -hmm. and nothing more. It's not about should they work on it or should they separate. You have no opinion on that. And, you know, I, you, you form opinions on each couple just instantly. And they're a really diverse set of people. Um, there's one couple that's like a Puerto Rican woman and a, and a black man. There's a couple that's two white women. Um, one is trans. Um, and like, you know, one couple that's like clearly a little more rich. Another couple that's clearly... Not so, you know, I, I just think they, they cross an interesting, or, you know, a, a wide swath of, of people. And I was just convinced immediately that, you know, two of the couples, I'm like, they need to just break up yesterday. Uh, but by the end, I was like, oh, maybe not. So I don't know. I thought the show was great. The... Um, I learned things about myself. I swear to God, like how I, you know, this she's like horrible. No, it was like, you know, she's talking to this one I couple. Learn about myself. <laughs> well, she's, you know, you kind of just makes you reflect on your own behaviors. You know, I was like, yeah, wow. I mean, literally, she's talking to this you one couple. You gonna tell us about it, Sarah? Let me go into it. So one time, no, <laughs> but she did say something to one couple, and I literally sat there and I was like, oh wow, I do that. <laughs> um, oh and God! I'm desperately curious. It was. I like want to. I'm gonna like watch the show and be like, "Oh yeah, Sarah. <laughs> oh yeah, Sarah does right that." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I if you're like me, if you are, I and I think the idea of the using real people, I think if it had come across as at all exploitative, it truly would not have. Well, I mean, worked. it sounds like they're all like pretty willing participants. Oh, totally, totally. And I think the other thing though is if it was like if you if they were all of their sessions were just being played for like high drama, it, you know, it would just be like, okay, like I can get this from any reality. You know, but this is really they spend a lot of time, you know, I mean, of course we're just uh, there's a lot of hours and work are involved in real couples therapy of like coming to kind of aha moments, but or an you know, or an individual therapy, but and we're not seeing all of that clearly, but but the it's not like we're just in a room where it's you know you cheated on me and like it, it it's like there aren't even actually really any moments like that where there's just like <gasps> you know something mm -hmm. it's just it's really just people kind of doing the work of figuring out wh why their behavioral patterns are the way they are and what kind of experiences they've had that cause them to interact with their partner that way. And um, I loved it and I hope they do more of them. Um, it was so good. I highly recommend this show, Couples Therapy, um, if uh, if you have Showtime. Um, it was really cool. Um, 
So that's that. That's one thing I watched. Uh, and well, that we does sound gonna, interesting. It's really interesting. If you're into, you know, if you're into other people's problems. That's, I mean, that's true. I am. Gossipy bitch like I am. Then, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to be into this show. You love Clumsy our, rela- you love Reddit bitch. relationships also. Ooh, let me tell you, watch this oh, show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was, I explained Reddit, our relationships to my coworkers a couple weeks ago. Um. I even read like an entire letter to them. It's so, so good. Y'all should follow it at least on Twitter. At least on Twitter, yeah, yeah. You can at least they follow give you the, the best. The right, they give you the best ones. Um, it's God, it's just also other am I the asshole? Right, am I the asshole? Oh yeah, am I the asshole? Is uh, my probably my favorite Reddit. Um, yeah, it's fun to pass the judgment time, on yes, people. Yes, you're the asshole. Yeah, right, because you wouldn't be writing this. <laughs> it's fun to pass judgment on people you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I told my girlfriend that she would she's a failure and wouldn't amount to anything and then got mad at her for not having sex with me. Am I the asshole here? <laughs> right. Also a classic uh our relation you know, Reddit relationships post, except it would be coming from the other side. <laughs> it would be her, she'd be like, she's like, uh, okay, so Right. Like, like, should we break up? I love up? my boyfriend. Everything's going really well. We're really happy together. I'm 21 and he's he's 32 and we've been together for five years. Right. Um, we're all like really great. happy, except I think he might be a necrophiliac. Is right. everything I'm doing wrong? Right. Should we? Should we like, there are so many red flags. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, oh my God. And there's just this one guy on this show who literally his first scene is like him saying, look, I just want to be able to have all the sex I want, be able to do whatever I want all the time <laughs> and not have anyone tell me what to do ever. I don't see the problem. I mean, same dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, well, great. <laughs> like, how, how unique do you think you are? Of course, he's the extremely attractive one. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, shocked. Yeah, there you go. All right, we should move on to. Yeah, we should. Um, um, we have a sh- another show to talk about. Yeah, this was a. Um, I think I'm really on a roll here because I also told you to watch. What did we talk about a few weeks ago that I told you? This to way watch? up. This way up. Yeah. Um, I'm doing nothing. I'm bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> it's okay, Amanda. I uh, am your guiding light. That's what I'm. Well, because. I will watch things that I can't recommend to you. <laughs> True. I also feel like I do a lot of like, what what haven't I watched? And then just kind of like surfer, you know, I'm like undone. I actually turned on Amazon to watch something else. And then th- this had a really pretty advertisement across the top of the screen. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? Um, but well, cause it's actually... There hasn't been much written about this. There really hasn't. I'm so surprised. Which is so weird and kind of disappointing. I agree. I agree. Um, Undone is a show on Amazon. Um, It is from uh, both the creator of BoJack Horseman and one of his primary um, writer producers on the show. And I believe uh, her Um, name is Kate Kate Purdy. Purdy. Kate Purdy and uh, and um, Raphael Bob Waxberg, uh, who's the creator of BoJack, um, created this show called Undone, which is really cool. It's um, um, pretty short. You can definitely get through the first season um, in less than three hours. Yeah, I think eight it's eight episodes, episodes like yeah. twenty-two minutes. Yep, 
Perfect. Love it. Should be more and, of And um, I think we both agree that it's one of those shows you can just, like, sit and binge. This is... We're going to have to, like, have some sort of, like, rubric or, like, test or something. Right. For every binge show we watch and, like, how we think, like, on a scale of, like, one episode a week to binge in one day it is. Um, right. In this case, this is definitely, like, you can definitely binge it in one day. Absolutely. And I actually think you should. <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoyed it, like, separating them. I watched it, like, I watched three episodes at once, then three and then I watched the final two just because it was like late at night before the final two and I wanted to enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. And that was okay. But like if I had started watching it in an afternoon on like a rainy day, or let's be real on a sunny day, I <laughs> <laughs> I could have just like gotten through all of them. Well, I was saying I think that it it actually could work even as a movie. Uh, it would be a long movie, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know. it would still be, it would be less than three hours. That's true. God, Scorsese yeah. does longer than that. So, uh, um, yeah. you know, I think the latest It movie was longer than that. Uh, I, <laughs> I bet the Goldfinch was too. Right. <laughs> I mean, I actually think, right, you, you take a couple of transitions out of here and you've you've got a pretty good movie but i am also disappointed that not more people are talking about about it because mostly because it had to be extremely expensive to make um oh my god so the show yeah, is we haven't even mentioned it's full everything it's done um it's rotoscope yeah the um, whole episode there's no actual live action which i think it's the first time in like it's the first television show to be exclusively Rotoscope. Rendered in rotoscope. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting is that I had rewatched um, uh, Richard Linklater's Waking Life a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and, and. How do you find the time? <laughs> we were, I, it was late at night. Um, and, <laughs> and actually, Tom had just watched A Scanner Darkly for the first time. Uh, and, oh. and I was like, have you ever seen Waking Life? And he hadn't. So, uh, because Richard Linklater did these two kind of, I think they were back to back. They may not have been. Maybe there was something else in between them. But, uh, and so actually, I, I believe that most of the team that worked on the rotoscoping of A Scanner Darkly uh, did this show. Um, and we were actually talking about how no one really does, we were watching those movies and, and we were saying that no one, I haven't seen anyone else use this technique in a while, even in movies, but I'm sure it's done a lot and I just haven't seen them. But, yeah. uh, so that means that the, the show was filmed with actors and then they overlaid the, you know, the, the footage with this animation, um, which is also I, what I like about, what I like about, uh, rotoscope stuff is that it has this really kind of like flowy quality also it's not i don't know yeah. i saw it described as, as if people were sort of moving underwater a little bit you know yeah like, kind of like in that one the the video for that aha song take on me right 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 where it's all kind of <laughs> it always like, reminds me of that yeah like, yeah everyone's everything's like always in there's always like movement everything's always sort of fluttering um yeah. as if it's like trying to stay afloat in a way uh and i it gives the whole show. I mean, the whole show is is beautifully animated, and it has this yeah, it sort looks, of dream like oil quality. paintings. Yeah, and that was sort of why I felt like it's good almost to binge it because you get immersed in this world yeah. that I found hard to get out of. I actually also watched it over over two nights, but um, so the show is is about a woman named Alma 
Um, and in the first episode, she gets in a car crash. Um, and after having a fight with her, uh, she's a fight with her boyfriend. It was, I think it was with her sister. It's with her sister. It was You're outside right. of the church. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, she's a fight with her sister. Um, she's been living this very kind of humdrum sort of life that she's clearly a little bit bored with in, in San Antonio. Um, lives also, near... I love that it was set in San Antonio. Me too, actually. And it's like so, so refreshing. Yeah, that it's like, okay, this is a, you know, this is like a not set in like a, you know, fucking with us coastal elites, um, yeah. like a real place. Actually, there's a scene where Alma and her boyfriend are walking along the San Antonio Riverwalk, and I've gone to San Antonio a bunch of times for work, actually, and yeah. the Riverwalk, uh, it's just like, they make, it, they make it look a lot more beautiful than it actually <laughs> is uh, in the show. But That's how but, I first realized it was San, San Antonio, though, and I've never right, been me to too. San Antonio. Yeah, it's pretty oh, that familiar. that like the river. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like pretty, it's pretty recognizable, I think. Yeah. Um, but so she almost gets in a car crash and then she wakes up from a coma. Well, she gets car in a car crash. crash because she sees on the side of the road as she's like tearfully driving mm-hmm. without a seatbelt. She sees her father who died in a car accident when she was like 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She sees him just on the side of the road, and that's what causes the crash. So yeah, yeah. she gets distracted. I think she runs a stop sign. And, and he, you learn, you learn that he did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, so she wakes up, which from sounds the coma. crazy, but sounds crazy, <laughs> right? Uh, so she wakes up from the coma a few weeks later, and she's still seeing her dead father. No, I think it's supposed to be two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two weeks. And 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 she sees, she's still seeing her father, who's dead. Um, he's talking to her. They're having conversations. Um, and clearly this is not quite reality because he's dead. Um, so the question becomes, you know, what's going on here? Uh reality oh sorry keep going yeah well i was just gonna say like in a big reason like for the fight with her and her sisters that she's she's she has a sort of self-destructive sort of quality she's kind of an asshole alma and she's like yelling at becca her sister who's kind of basic has this pretty doofy fiance named reed um (laughs) and she's like you, why won't you admit you're fucked up that our family's fucked up that we are just disasters because um, her paternal grandmother, her father's mother, Geraldine, kind of went off the deep end at one point. It's not really clear what happened to her. You learn later that, like, it, they think, like, schizophrenia runs in the family. So Alma is clearly preoccupied with her own mental health. Yep. Um, and then she gets into this accident, wakes up in, from the coma sees her father she's not entirely sure what's going on he's telling her you have to go back and like find out someone killed me it wasn't an accident when i left you on halloween night and went to go to work to my lab he was a he's a theoretical physicist and subsequently um, gets in the car accident that gets kills in him. a car accident he's like someone was trying to kill me they were onto my research because his whole research was centered around people including his daughter alma who has they have large like ventricles like blood ventricles in their brains and he thinks that that allows them 
this special ability to manipulate time, kind of like this mysticism sort of thing. And so he'd been running experiments. He's like, they, someone tried to kill me because they were on, like, they wanted my research and you need to use your abilities to manipulate time, go back in time, change the past, fix everything and find out who killed me. Like, so you can, so the timeline can be better. I feel like I'm caught in a weird loop. Yeah, I get that. What's happening? Well, I mean, either you have one foot in the world of the dead and one in the world of the living, and you're communicating with me through some sort of spirit realm, and the accident has shaken your temporal understanding of time and space and somehow given you the ability to see things in a nonlinear fashion, and that's all very... Disorienting. Disorienting, but also exhilarating and freeing, or... It's all just some fever dream morphine drip head trauma type of thing. And are you gonna eat that whole grilled cheese? I need your help. I can't let you leave here until you agree to help me. Help you what? I think you know what. No, I, I don't know. I need your help. You've gotta help me. What is this? Agree to help me. I can't let you leave until you agree. I don't understand. All right, let's try this again. Sounds wild. Sounds crazy. But... It's beautiful. Oh, and the dad is played by Bob Odenkirk, we should say. Who does a wonderful job. He's really um, great. And this is all... None of this is particularly spoilery, because this is basically No, this all is all, like, set up. First, yeah, this is all the setup. Um, and then it's sort of what... So is this... Is this... And from here, he's sort of training her in order to, if she's going to reset this timeline, she has to sort of learn how to move across time and space. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she starts, you know, that reality sort of, her, her timeline starts to fracture and time is no longer moving forward in a linear way. She's moving backwards and forwards. Um, she is able to eventually manipulate time uh as she kind of learns and like you know she she's able to sort of focus her herself in one in one timeline uh, in order to avoid becoming like sort of unmoored yeah. um and so then the central question is like what's going on <laughs> um, right because you also see it from the point of view of the people around her like her around mother her. her sister her yeah. boyfriend sam who i thought was so charming i loved him you know, um, even though he kind of had some questionable, uh, had some questionable actions here in terms. Oh of, yeah, the boyfriend, yeah. the character was like. But he's. A, I love that actor. Um, lo- the actor was so good. I know. I so, thought I was convinced so that I had seen him somewhere before, but then I. Me too, but I, I, there's nothing. Yeah, I guess I hadn't. You, yeah, you must. Rem- I think they the way they drew him. In the rotoscope, he looks like someone, and I can't a little bit. Who. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, I think that was. I think that was it. And like, or he sounds like someone, and that's it. So he he was really good. Um, but um, and and so like, what's going on? Is she? Is this? Is this an effect of the coma? Is this? Is she still in the coma? Um, is well, and she gets like she you know, is she awake? Is she actually schizophrenic. Right, is she schizophrenic, which is it's implied that Geraldine, her grandmother, you know, her while her father thinks that Geraldine was, you know, sort of a, a, a seer, uh, you know, uh, Alma's mother implies that she actually was just schizophrenic. Yeah. I think that this is where 
it starts to get into a little bit of, I think, you know, it could be a little problematic to like sort of equate mental illness with, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, magic, you know, or like, or, or, you know, is this person schizophrenic? You know, to say I think the like, shaman... oh, no, don't take the pills because then you won't have the magical powers. The, this right. implication that like treatment of mental illness is like mental illness is unnatural. a real thing and it's not, yeah. you know. It's not like this is, it's not like a fun, it's not like a weird quirk, you know? Um, but so I think that starts to get a little bit, you know, I don't, I don't love the like, I think it would no, have been. I don't know if that's really strongly, I think linked. it's kind of like this. I came away unsure, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit more charitable on mm-hmm. it than unsure, but, um, because my takeaway is that it's it's not so much about it doesn't really do, like go into that sort of territory of like equation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more this idea that everyone's had. It's, it's almost like trite. This idea that like, well, what if a quote crazy person is actually seeing the truth, and mm-hmm. we don't realize it? And mm-hmm. you see that in horror movies all the time, or in other movies where it's just like, why won't you believe me? And you, the viewer, recognize that this person is telling the truth, but understand that everyone else around them thinks that they're, you know, nuts. Um, and that's a very common idea. There's nothing terribly original about this. And it's not so... This was more an opportunity to just, like, sit with a character. And, and so it's not so much about what is being said by the show... Because I'm not sure what it's saying. It's more Me about neither. the experience of it. It's more about just watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's more about living in it. Because mm-hmm. if, And I wonder if that's why there hasn't been much written about it. Because I don't know what there is. We've spent a lot of time talking about the setup and what it's mm-hmm. about. But like, even if we were talking about how it ends, which is really good, um, even if we assumed all our viewers had watched it, I'm not sure what we would have to say about it either do you know what i mean yeah it's not i I think that while it definitely leads itself open to more episodes and i hope there's another season of it um i don't know that i think that right it's more i think you're right it's more about the experience of the show than it is about okay well theory you know this is like what this is what happened and this is what it's all supposed to mean i don't i think i i walked away with kind of what i thought um yeah i had an impression but uh, of what i thought was 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 actually happening but it didn't really matter that much um and even if you like look at a show like bojack you're like okay this this has stuff to say about like one about mental illness trauma and and, yeah i mean and i think that's like male ego and how and how people affect one another it has like things to say um mm-hmm. in this case because you're you're so unsure of the narrator mm-hmm. it's yeah that's not what it's about at all right and i loved i mean it's the characters are, are the other thing is that the characters really make the show they're um, so good even the kids at the daycare where she works the kids are so good <laughs> are good yeah and like my favorite part is at one point they're like oh and by the way her boss at the daycare is played by david diggs who's yes. wonderful but at one I point actually like, recognize i was like is that 
Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he, um, I love on Amazon how you like when you hover your mouse, you can see the cast. Right. Ugh, I find myself Very useful. doing that on other shows. And they do it with songs and stuff too. It'll yeah, I love that. Stuff. I'm such a yeah, sucker. It's, it's like a video. Yeah. Um, the, uh, oh yeah, like at one point he's like, she does something kind of um, out there at, the daycare and he's like okay kids why don't we go watch a movie and all the kids start screaming frozen frozen and then the one kid who she says earlier in the show is her favorite um oliver she you hear him just mumble i don't like frozen or something like that or like not frozen again it's a nice touch it's a nice it's touch so yeah i but yes the characters are really good the characters are great i mean you get such a full sense of i mean first of all how often do you see a um jewish indigenous uh mexican american deaf woman yes on television as a main character of a television show i can't name another time (laughs) um you know that's the other thing really interesting aspect of of her character uh is that she's actually deaf and she's able to hear she's when it's uh we see that when she's a kid she got a, a cochlear implant um and there's different ways that Alma sort of isolates herself throughout the show. And part of that is her father, you know, who's who's working. Her mother kind of can see what's happening here, that her reality is sort of, she's, she's well, she's like coming undone uh, throughout the course of the show. She's not, she's woken up from this coma and she's gone home, but she's acting and behaving very erratically because in her experience, she's moving across timelines and she's talking to people who may or may not actually be there in the yeah. room with her. Um, and her mom wants her to start taking antipsychotic meds. Um, and she's not taking them partially because her father is telling her not to take them. He's basically isolating her from the rest of the family in the service of his mission. Um, and then she also, yeah. when she doesn't want it, when she wants to isolate herself, she just takes out her, um, her hearing aid. Yeah. Uh, and and then what's uh, it's so interesting that like they they change the way that the um, that you're hearing the other characters when she takes out her yeah. her hearing aid you can't really hear them well you're kind of experiencing and then there's sort of subtitles but they aren't complete so that you're not really totally understanding what they're saying like yeah. she's also not really comprehending it i just she was a fascinating character i mean she's an asshole um, she's a total asshole and i thought i'd really hate her in the first episode but she did grow on me because she does yeah she does grow as a character too even while she's dealing with this and you're wondering if she's like becoming more quote undone um she she uses her ability to go back in time to like be better and learn and be a better person to her sister and to her mom. So right, and she wants to be a different. Yeah, yeah. she wants to be a different people, different person. And uh, I like the actress to um, them, Rosa Salazar. Yeah, yeah, she's she's great. Uh, I guess I had had seen her before because the main her main acting credit before this was an arc on the show Parenthood which for some reason I watched every episode and, of. and that weird <laughs> sci-fi show Alita where she was Alita similarly Battle. like did you watch altered. that of course I didn't watch that okay I was like really okay yeah, no, creepy and weird and boring and stupid yeah that's what, kind of what I thought but she's so good I hope that she gets more apparently she, from I read that she's like a stand-up comedian and you could tell she's really funny yeah yeah totally i mean the show has a 
you know, while I wouldn't really compare it to BoJack in in like almost any other way, um, there is like a sort of biting sense of humor there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that is that is sort of. I think that if I was going to compare it to anything, it would probably be Russian Doll. Um, yeah, which Ooh, has a good. sort Ooh, of Sarah. similar. It's like you know what you're you know? talking about. It's dramatic and it's funny yeah um it's intermittently funny but like it's got this bizarre sci-fi element that you you can't... revisit things yeah and, and it's got the you know where we're dealing it's all with timelines one person's head and it's it one also... like damaged woman's head totally and i think similarly at the end you can have theories but i don't think it matters that much you know again it's more about yeah. the journey this, than it this is this one certainly leaves it much more to continue oh, episodes yeah. than Russian Doll was like ended much more neatly I feel like so although apparently it's coming back as well but well that's fine um, with me yeah no 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 I'll take more of it but yeah this ends on a very ambiguous note um which I loved um and I mean I I'm a I, I'm a sucker for a a, a, a weird dark <laughs> ambiguous ending of a show um i think that it works even if you don't if we don't get any more of it but i hope that we do um i i would like more because it seems like they have more to do yeah yeah i, I think agree if it was like you know it yeah like this yeah. clearly like it, there are people they clearly were holding out giving us more from including like geraldine so yeah yeah it's there's clear that more they have to more to do in a second season yeah, I hope it gets the chance. I agree. There hasn't been that much written about it. I don't know. But if you are into kind of like, I was saying, you know, really character-driven sci-fi, um, I think you'd like this show. I, I don't even know that I would specifically classify it as sci-fi, but no, it's, um, yeah. it's not like you have to be in a, you know, I just that's a large genre. So I think. There's a, there can be a lot under that umbrella, yeah. but it's not quite uh, based in reality. In like twenty but, years, there'll be a name for this kind of genre, like that, totally. like Russian Doll is, and like right. I mean, at one point we had to like in the '90s we invented the term dramedy. So I mean, yeah. you know, we can have a word for comedy, sci-fi, drama, existential crisis <laughs> kind yeah. of show. Um, Cool. Watch Undone. Give it some numbers. I feel like it probably needs them. Yeah, you um, guys watch it. Not enough people are talking it. about it. I know. It's so cool. I really thought, I 100% thought, I think I told you about this show about a week ago, and I totally thought this was going to be the type of show where I was like, in two weeks, everyone's going to be talking about this show. I know. Show. Yeah. And it, like the way that, like exactly what happened with Russian Doll. Um, and where I, all of a sudden, everyone was talking about it. And that hasn't happened. So, yeah, yeah give it some love. Um, it's, it's really good. Also, John Corbett is in it, very briefly, not enough. But <laughs> you, were, you were just, you were wanting more. I wanted more. more. He Corbett. cracks me up. I think he's so funny. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was weird to, to like John it? Corbett. I don't know that I've ever thought about liking John Corbett. <laughs> he's and the just thing there. is, I mostly only know him from my, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I didn't watch Sex in the City. You didn't watch Sex in the City? No. Yeah. He was recently in To All the Boys I Loved Before. Oh, and he's so good in that. He is good. He's, he's so good fun. He's See? Brief he's scenes. great. He's America's Corbett dad. is wonderful. 
Yeah, he's America's attractive dad, I think. Yeah, but he, I think the his when he, he doesn't look like him in the 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 show in this. In, yeah, in he Dunn. doesn't look like him. Yeah, he doesn't. Look no, like but him. like yeah. as soon as he said something, I was just like, "Is that fucking John Corbett?" <laughs> <laughs> I like covered mine. I was like, "It is," and then there was like no more of him, and I was like, "What the hell?" In our document, I, I was like, "Did you mean Bob Odenkirk?" <laughs> Completely forgetting <laughs> that he, he was in this. I was like, "I think How I know the mixing these John two Corbett up." And Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you mixing these two up? Yeah. Um, okay. What we're watching and not watching. Um, so. Oh God! Yeah, we are. We are keeping you guys up late. Um, okay. There's a lot of TV to discuss. Well, Good um, Place is back this week, so Good Place is back. We're watching it. I think it's we've great. mentioned as what we're watching for like the past three episodes, but I know because I kept thinking it. that it was about to come back. Yeah. But this time we're for real. This time we're for real because it's literally tomorrow. Like when yeah. you're listening to this, it will be on. Watch we'll it. be watching the Good yeah. Place. I Actually, I will be. When you're listening to this, you should have already watched the Good Place. <laughs> did to you this see Amanda? Did you see uh, Manny Jacinto at the Emmys? No, I didn't see um, anybody at the Emmys. Sarah, I don't okay. watch the Emmys. I know, Why? Was, but I'm gonna did, send. Did he you... just look great? Of course, he looked amazing. Can, wait, can you send me something right now? Um, yes. I'm going to send you a picture of him on the red carpet. It's coming at you. Which momentarily. medium? It's Where should I look? My phone? My computer? Google Images. Google Images. Hold I can... on. I'm trying to get this. I mean, I guess I could Google it myself, but it's more you... fun when it's like a present. I'm trying to, uh, oh, here you go. I'm clicking to copy the link right now. And I just sent it to All you. All right, you send it. Now <laughs> talk about like what you're Now that is a jawline. Okay. Oh, hello. Um, yeah, now that's a jawline. <laughs> Manny Isendo looked great at the Emmys. Just oh, big shout goodness. Out. Yeah, too him looking real good on the red carpet good for him um his hair is like nine inches tall i love it yeah (laughs) he looks Um, very nice kind of looks like edward scissorhands okay um (laughs) william jackson harper also looked great um so i'm also going to be watching uh the (laughs) what is being described as the feature length musical finale which can only spell disaster uh for transparent as a feature length musical finale is what yep and what's also weird is that this airs on friday apparently i had to really dig for that information (laughs) Uh, it's going to be on amazon prime on friday um the only articles i could find about it were from april like the i kind of forgot i mean i've what this is the fifth I mean, I, I don't know if it's called a season. Like, it, I think it's just the one episode, but this is the finale, and there's been four seasons. I mean, like, no, in my head, it 100% was canceled after the Jeffrey Tambor thing. Yes, yeah, so the Jeffrey Tambor thing happened. The last I, like, recognize that that's on, not true, but... Yeah, well, I kind of couldn't remember if it was true, honestly. I mean, I've seen, like, every episode of this show, but the show hasn't been on since 2017, which Jeez. I also forgot. Um, Jeffrey Tambor fired after he harassed um one of the trans women actresses on the show um 
fired from the show, so he is not in the show. I believe the explanation is that Mora is dead, has died, um, and it's gonna be musical finale. The show did a different musical, it wasn't a musical episode, but there is a different finale that ends with Judith Light doing a musical number, and honestly, it's a revelation. However, if this episode is like every character doing musical, I just, I don't know what to expect from this. I haven't seen anything written about it, Super weird, transparent. I don't know. I can't, I'm excited to report back on this because I have a feeling it's I'm gonna excited be a disaster. for you to report back because there's a high yeah. <laughs> no way I'm watching that, but like I'm excited nope. to hear what you think. Yeah, um, wild. Okay, not watching. <laughs> we have a treat here. Oh man. Oh, wait, can I okay. talk about what I'm probably gonna be watching? Oh yes, I forgot please to write do. it in the doc. Please do. There's a show. I I don't know. I can't talk about it because I don't like really know fully what it is involved because it's this Russian show that I saw on Acorn TV because like uh, with this should surprise no one I did not cancel my free trial of Acorn TV soon enough so now I'm in my first month where I'm paying so I'm like well God I might bless. as well try to find something on Acorn TV since I'm paying for this month that makes um, me really happy yeah and I <laughs> discovered that there is a Russian show called Detective Anna about a <laughs> like engineered in a lab who um she it takes place in 1888 Zatonsk Russia and she is a medium she can see ghosts and she uses she like uses that to help the local detective solve crimes oh my god Amanda <laughs> I'm like really excited <laughs> to start that that sounds I have like no great. idea what to expect I've never watched is that like Russian the Russian show. like I didn't know they had Jennifer TV Lewis? in Russia Oh my god, what's I 100% the... knew they had TV in Russia. I, just... I think you knew that. But what's the Jennifer Love Hewitt show where she, like... Yeah, um... She was, like, a medium. Ghost Whisperer like, or something. Crimes. Yeah, I think it was the Ghost Whisperer. Yep. Yep. The Horse yep. Whisperer. I can't remember, but, yeah. <laughs> the Horse... Go- the Ghost the Horse, horse ghost. Whisperer. Yeah. Ghost horse. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. that sounds great. Really glad so, that you're subscribing to Acorn now. It might turn into, depending on how it is, because I have no idea. I don't know if, like what the production value or anything is, but it's on my list. Um, it might be my not watching next time we talk, but we'll see. Okay. Um, we're, I'm, I'm very excited for you. Oh, because I also want to see, like at one point in the description that I read of this online, it said like, she's 19 and she helps this 37-year-old detective. And I'm kind of like, hmm, that sounds gross, but I want to see what these people look like. And the guy who plays this supposedly 37-year-old detective is 100% like 56. <laughs> I was and hoping so I'm that kind the of like, what is going guy on in was Russia? the 19-year-old or whatever. Like this man does not, I, as a person in their 30s, I 100% resent that you say this man is 37. Um, <laughs> Did you look but... him up? Did you look it up to see how old he actually is? Yeah, yeah, I did because I was like, and I he is in his fifties. Excuse me, he's thirty-seven, <laughs> and I started freaking out about just things. And and then I like looked up at, like his actual birth year, and he was born in like nineteen sixty-six or something. I'm like, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, shouldn't we all be so lucky as to be a freaking? <laughs> just like, can you imagine being a fifty-six-year-old woman and like? Amanda, we would love for you to play this 35-year-old woman on TV. Like, or someone could come up to me and be like, we'd love for you to play this 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, can, you play, <laughs> can you be on their new CW show? Like, what on earth? You have the skin of a child. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> great. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, only, only men. I swear uh, to God. Yeah. And maybe only in Russia. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ru- Russian listeners, please tell us about TV norms. All of our Russian listeners. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. So not watching. What are we not watching? 
Well, what am I not watching? Speaking of <laughs> problematic lead actors that we've killed off, um, <laughs> I I love that like saw one of them that, is a watching and one is not. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Um, I saw that the Connors is coming back for a season two. I forgot that this was a thing. Um, this is the I continually like if you hadn't written Roseanne near it, I would have been like, "What the hell is like the, the Connors? What, the is what, that the what now?" CBS show. Well, remember like, if you. Intrepid listeners will recall that when, when uh, the Roseanne reboot came out, I was kind of excited about it. And then it really all went to hell yeah. very quickly. <laughs> um, but the after Roseanne really just fucking blew up her uh, career by being an incredible racist. Um, the, uh, you know, Roseanne, yeah. are, like Roseanne owns... Like, she has, like, the majority, like, ownership of the concept of the show The Roseanne. So if they wanted to continue it, they had to change the whole show. So it's now called The Connors, um, and it's about everyone else in the Connor family. Uh, and it's going for season two. Guess there was a season one. I forgot about this completely. But I just learned that um, they we the way they got around uh, Roseanne not being on the show anymore was by explaining that she died from an opioid addiction. Um, who knew? Yeah, wild. I just was like, I guess that like, I love that that's canon now. Right? (laughs) God, that's kind of a bummer. I don't. uh, God, why did they just like now? Like, like, if you were to watch reruns of Roseanne, you'll just be like, oh, and in thirty years she'll die from an opioid addiction. Well, and you know, I mean, everyone else is on it. John Goodman's on it. John Goodman is also on The Righteous Gemstones, which I've actually also kind of wanted to watch on HBO. Um, that's sort of a watching that's sort of lingering around in the background for me. Um, but anyway, I'm not watching The Connors. That's not going to happen. Um, no. Let's just leave well enough alone. Let let all of these talented people go. I guess they all want to be rich, so I can't blame them. But. John Goodman and you don't need to do this. Um, uh, So that's a not watching. Now the other not watching here. (laughs) Amanda put a link here. Shout out to Drew for suggesting this to us because he was so tickled by our selection of New Amsterdam like a year ago. Um, Wow, this this is very much like the legal drama answer to New Amsterdam's medical drama. This is a real find. You have to put a clip here. Um, it, yes. Uh, basically, <laughs> you can't silence the truth. <laughs> wait, okay. So this is a show called Bluff City Law, which is a show about idealistic lawyers in the town of Memphis, the city of Memphis. That are dressed insanely well and only represent Very well. the little guys. Very attractive. Um, who it's I Jimmy guess are trying Smith's. to... Jimmy Smith's. Jimmy Smith's in his triumphant return to network television um and seems to be about a bunch of lawyers who are just trying to right all the wrongs of (laughs) of memphis and literal lines like just people screaming like you can't you working for your honor (laughs) right (laughs) yelling at the judge and whose pocket are you in and then like of course like being thrown in jail for contempt i mean the world's running out of heroes. <laughs> it's a line. And there's also Jimmy Smith is literally like, you're the hot-headed liberal and I'm the hot-headed conservative. 
It just we would work. make a. Our, it's our opposites that make us strong. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. oh, good lord, you're giving away all your secrets in this trailer. You work for these companies. You know how they think. How would you win this case? Do we want to settle or do we want to win? She's been here two hours and already she's up under two years worth of work. We're total opposites. You're conservative. I wage war. The difference is could be our strength. You can't just Check silence the truth. I will be Oh my god, the trailer is amazing. She's it's like just telegraphing its message. I mean, grandma's everywhere. Can't wait to watch this show. <laughs> like I it's got Jimmy Smiths, it's got Firebrand Young Lawyers. Um, the title ends with just, Law. I promise I your Dick grandparents Wolf, are excited right? to watch this show. It's uh I wouldn't be surprised, but I couldn't remember I can't remember. Um, I'm looking this up right now because I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh no. Executive producer. Three any other chan- men. Uh, any <laughs> chance one of them is John Wells? Um, No. Dean, no. George Garris, David Janolari, Michael Aguilar. Mm. Seemed like it could have been a John Wells thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, real, just some real, real good lines here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're not watching highly, it though. Sorry. Yeah, that's not gonna be for us. The we're, trailer's enough. We're gonna stick. Well, yeah, the trailer. You don't need. You don't could possibly need to watch the show after seeing that trailer. Um, Lawyers at an elite Memphis law firm specialize in controversial landmark civil rights cases. It's like, do do they? I'm pretty sure the people that are specializing in controversial landmark civil rights cases would be like the ACLU. Right. They're like. I don't know if there's like Southern a Poverty Law Center. Memphis, yeah, like, like <laughs> right. I like, maybe they're pro bono shop, but I don't think it's just like we earn our money by representing people in voting rights cases. Right, right. Also, of course, there's a really steamy, um, attractive lawyer who's like, you know. I mean, if you're gonna watch it for any reason, it might as well be that. Yeah. Yep. Again, grandmas everywhere love the Jimmy Smiths is back on TV. They love him. And yeah. Anyway, they we're not watching. Him. Yep. Not watching that. Um, but maybe watch the trailer because it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the world's running out of heroes. So we got to We have places. We got to go. Got to go. Yeah. Um, we got to go be heroes. Um, and you just won't silence us. Can't silence except, the truth. Except you probably should, and you will now. <laughs> yeah, silence us, please. Yep. Goodbye, Sarah. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>